you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. SOS. I had no idea the King of the Boy Scouts would show up. All right. Amp check. Prangley, those fields were weak. Cerberus isn't gonna lie down out of pity like that girl you took to prom. Grab juice and an energy bar. We move in five. <clears throat> Damn it. How many times did I tell you not to trust Cerberus? You're not telling me anything I haven't told myself, Jack. Oh, you feel bad? Well, shit. I bet that's a big comfort to all the people Cerberus has killed. As charming as ever. Good to see you again, Garrus. It still looks like shit. Okay, right now, all I care about is getting my guys out of here. Your guys? (laughs) Yeah. I guess so. Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number 53. And we're going to head off the main quest line here for a bit, do some side quests here. And maybe run into some old faces. We'll see. You know, you know, you never know. It's a big galaxy. You never know who you're going to see out hmm. there. It's too big. You never run into anybody again. You see it once, gone forever. Oh wait. I mean, you would think that's how it would work, but I don't think that would make a very good story. What? Just meeting people, t- tons of different people, thousands of really like. Yeah, and never, never seeing them again. Yeah, I got nothing. Let's just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I like your look. You're just like, I need something. I can't figure it out. I, know, I was thinking. I was thinking. Of, no, you know what I was thinking of? I was talking about Among Us with uh, my six year old today because I let him play like the free play on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he, he, so I'm sitting here doing stuff for the podcast on the on my computer. He keeps coming over. He's like, Dad, look at this, and he keeps ejecting the dummy like guys out into space. And I'm just thinking, like, you never see these people again. Like, oh yeah, that's gonna keep ejecting them into space. Like, that's what, <laughs> That's what Shepard should have the option to like, you know, throw people out the little uh, garbage chute in uh, Mass Effect 2. Like, oh, you're a bad, you're a bad crew member. I'm not going to do your loyalty mission. Just or like, hey, to lay come, you come. to rest. <laughs> Very nice. Look at this is an audio medium, so it's not helpful. But the what? look on Kura's face is great. <laughs> My brain is like, what? Uh, "Okay, that's not where I thought that was going." But okay. <clears throat> Anyways, I forgot what I was gonna say. So, uh, what are we doing again? That said, let let's go ahead. Um, so let's start with the Grissom mission. And before we get into the Grissom mission, I I do like the way this is introduced. Um, uh, that. Uh, that you're talking to trainer who trainer. I, th- I think I, I keep saying she's a very underrated character, which I think might actually be overrating her now, but or maybe she's properly rated. I don't know, but I enjoy trainer. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I enjoy trainer on, on the, uh, on the Normandy. I like her little, like how she's a little bit of a fish out of water and that this obviously isn't what she was intending to do. And she doesn't have her toothbrush. Yeah. Poor kid. Um, she likes, she, she time, likes to bathe a lot in this game. She does talk she? about baths like a lot. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, you get there's scenes where you can catch her in the shower and in a hot tub. So, uh, oh wow, I did not know that. Yes, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about trainer later. <laughs> but uh, no, she does. Uh, you know, she gets Shepard's attention and says that uh, Grissom Academy, which we've talked about before, it's the biotic, basically the biotic school. Mm-hmm. Where they they send like all the biotics. At least the alliance sends. That's all their where biotics. Caden got beat up by uh, Turian when he was a kid. Yes, and that's then correct. Wait, and, I thought, uh, wait, was, he, was he was he at Grissom? I, I believe was he was. Guy. Yeah, and then there was like a big scandal uh, with the training, and they reformed it, so it is not bad now. I'm gonna triple check that. But uh, yeah, so well, you're checking that Grissom Academy is is biotic school basically for the alliance. It's where all the human kids learn how to be super awesome biotics, and. So Trainer picks up a message from them. There was a Turian evacuation transport that was responding to a d- distress call there. And they said that something was or no, something was wrong in the Turian call. That's what it was. Is there's a Turian uh, evacuation transport at Grissom responding to a distress call. But in the Turian message, there was something wrong. And Trainer says, I think this is Cerberus because it has the same fake signal that lured Shepard to the collector ship back in Mass Effect 2, which one amazing job by trainer for knowing about mass effect two when she wasn't even <laughs> like uh you know a sparkle in the in bioware the bioware writer's eyes at the time <laughs> so good job catching that and shepherd even praises her like good catch like you know I, I don't know how you were able to pull you know synthesize all that information put it together but good catch and then she's like it could be disinformation i could be wrong and he has to be like no Good job. Seriously, like don't yeah. don't doubt yourself here. Yeah. Well, he has to be like, you know, take take the win. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like so, you, you, you did know. a good job. It's cool. Uh Caden did yeah. not go to Grissom Academy. Uh, it was my bad. I thought he did. I think he went to a different program that was some, like a precursor to this. That seems yeah, that seems I, right. I think I think it was his school was over was over near the uh the space so, station um, for Pluto or something. Yeah, near Pluto. yeah. yeah. Near, the, near the Charon relay. That's why I was kind of confused. I'm like, I don't think so because I think we can't go in there because that's super controlled Reaper space. But you know, if Caden went to Grissom, then it would have just been a boring place and we wouldn't be there. It's a good point. Yeah. But uh, no, we like no, we don't like Caden. I don't know. I, don't, I'm I don't still, know. I like. Caden. I'm very conflicted I like about Caden. him. I, I might come out liking him by the end. <laughs> we'll see. I think I start liking him because my, my shepherd keeps being mean to him. I don't even try to be mean to him. He just I, ch- right. I choose responses yeah. like that makes sense. Then like, like shepherd, you're being super dickish right now. Stop that. Caden's <laughs> no. problem is that he needs he's like the worst guy on the crew, and so he gets kind of crapped on a lot, and he needs somebody beneath him. And then we'd be like, oh, you're cool, you're fine, Caden, you're cool. Like you took all the crap for the longest time. Now you're you're okay. You endured it, and you're you're you know we're all cool with you. And then we have, we need a new Caden. Yeah. That's what we need. Like we need some rookie to fill that slot. Trainer could have filled that slot, except she's actually efficient and good and awesome. So she just kind of moved right past. That's true. It's true. Yeah, I do like her more than uh, our last one and two. Uh, Kelly Chambers. Yes, yeah, Kelly Chambers. I can't remember her name. I've literally forgotten oh, no. her existence. Yeah, Kelly's a little weird. Um, yeah, I I was thinking that earlier. I do. I don't know why we're talking about Trainer and not Grissom, but uh, I did like I, <laughs> I did like her over uh, Kelly. I mean, Kelly's fine. I guess I don't know. Kelly's fine. I guess. I don't know. She's fine. We'll talk about Trainer later. Sure. <laughs> I have more thoughts on Trainer, but as you said, let's talk about Grissom. So 
anyway, so Shepard is is going to into Grissom Academy, uh, expecting some sort of surprise by Cerberus. Um, you know, g- good job, trainer. And let's hear about what happens when Shepard does indeed go into Grissom. As Shepard approaches Grissom Academy, Kaylee Sanders radios to alert them that Cerberus is attacking the facility. Shepard lands at the auxiliary cargo bay and fights their way to the server room where Kaylee has barricaded herself. Kaylee greets Shepard and mentions her history with Admiral Anderson. There are about 20 students remaining in the school, and radio chatter indicates they are trapped in Orion Hall, so Shepard and team head that way. Shepard sees Cerberus troops dragging a kid down a hall but is unable to reach them. Shepard encounters some stray kids on their way to the hall and tells them to get to Sanders. Cerberus propaganda indicating the Earth has fallen and the students should surrender blares over the PA. Shepard gets to Orion Hall and finds Jack in a standoff with Cerberus troops. Before they can reunite, a mech enters. They fight off the mech and the other troops, and Jack greets Shepard with a punch to the chin, chiding them for ever trusting Cerberus. She explains that she's training the kids now. Cortez radios Shepard that more Cerberus troops are inbound and he'll have to leave. Kaylee radios that there is another way off the station. After providing Kaylee with camera access, Shepard and team head through the atrium toward the shuttle bay, fighting Cerberus along the way. They encounter David Archer and some kids in a standoff with Cerberus troops. Outside the shuttle bay, Shepard finds a mech they can enter and duels with another mech. Everyone rushes to board the shuttle, but Ensign Rodriguez is left behind. Jack shatters the windows to get to her, taking out several Cerberus troops in the process, and everyone, including Kaylee Sanders, boards a Cerberus shuttle to flee the station. Where do we fall on Jack with hair? I like it. I like it. I like it. For this mission, I want to say one thing. It might kind of this. Apparently, this mission is based off the uh, X Mansion attack in X Men Two, and Jack's supposed to be Wolverine. Really? Huh. Yes. That fits. Okay. I see that. I see that. Yeah. Now I want to go back and rewatch X2 and, and look for like the similarities, <laughs> but I see that though. I just figured, I was going to say, I figured I'd seen it before when I played the game like three years ago. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. Play that I again. That. Yeah. No, but I'm like, I'm a really big fan of Jack's new, like, I like Jack with hair. Like the, uh, I can't even describe the haircut. It's not a, it's, how would you look? Yeah, it's like a mohawk. But I don't, that's I don't down. like mohawks, but I like the way that she has. Yeah. So I'm like, like I go with this, and her new jacket and everything goes with it. It's very like punk. Uh, I mean, it's just a very like sort of '80s punk aesthetic. That yeah, I don't know. I think it's great. Well, I mean, if, if, you know, I think we've talked about Jack's appearance before, especially when she's wearing like the harness. Oh my god, that is like just the barest of like chest coverage. And, you know, to see her actually dressed, you know, she's still obviously very rebellious. I don't think that's ever going to go away for her. Um, She still obviously wants to kind of present an impression that puts you on edge. You know, she wants to she wants to be in a space that is, you know, uncomfortable for the you know, if you're, you know, uh, you know, sort of a, a normie for lack of a better word, uh, you know, she, she, you know, she wants to be in a space that'll put you uncomfortably. I, I guess a little bit, that is a punk aesthetic. Um, and she definitely leans into that. Um, but she's still at least, I think she's more comfortable with herself that she doesn't feel she has to like push it to like the very, very edge that she, you know, she can wear like mm-hmm. clothing and it's, it's, 
Yeah. But it's, it's, it's appropriate. It's not, you know, it's, you know, it's not standard. It's not your standard teacher attire, but it's much more appropriate than what she had before. Yeah, and she she's doing her best to actually try to watch her language and watch how she talks. Like she does cuss and do say like some weird lines, but she is much more thoughtful about what, how she says things than she was previously. Yeah, yeah, she is. It, it's very funny because she catches herself like swearing a lot, which I enjoy. Um, as somebody who also has slowly broken the habit of swearing with every other word, uh. You do that a lot. Oh yes. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, and it's it's good. It's it's good. I mean, I, I really like like what they did for her character with this because she goes. It, it really helps, like, kind of complete her arc uh, and kind of give her, you know, not an ending per se, but like a sort of a satisfying character arc. Yeah, very nice character growth. Yeah. Just like a change. It's not like a super dramatic, and not like she went super crazy or anything else. It's like, oh. You're now training people to be biotics. Yeah. That makes sense. And and she still has her edge and she's still very rough, but she sanded it off a little bit. Right. And and I think, you know, whereas before she was very much a character acting out of pain, I think now she at least understands it a little bit more and she's not, you know, she's not just like snapping at anybody in front of her. She actually can kind of harness her anger, you know, with purpose. And she, if anything, she get paid for it Didn't get paid for it. But also she's able to direct it and she's turned her anger into like a pr- protective desire for the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you read, there's the one message that you find before you actually encounter her. That it, basically, it's like, you know, like, I love these kids and I'll, 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 you know, I'll take out anybody that tries to get to them. And it doesn't, it doesn't say who said it, but I mean, it really establishes like, no, like Jack, Jack kind of has a purpose now. And she, instead of like being focused on herself and all like her and her pain, now she's able to focus on like, no, I have a job. I got to take care of these kids, the, you know, and, and also I got to protect these kids so they don't become like me to a degree that, you know, I, you know, I, I got to get, I got to get them toughened up so that they can handle the world because the world is still a terrible place out there, but I can at least toughen them up and make sure that they're good without, you know, w- w- without them becoming, you know, the, 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 the trauma, the traumatized person she was in Mass Effect too. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like she's probably excited right now that she no longer has to work for Cerberus. Now she gets a chance to murder Cerberus Grunts. It's like good all around day for Jack. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, that that's the best part. Is like the first thing she does when she sees Shepard is she decks him. <laughs> she's like that was that was for working for Cerberus, you ass. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember Jack decking me. Yeah, maybe. I think she does. Yeah, I, I remember this. So, yeah, at least she, I don't know, she walked up and she punched my shepherd at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And yeah. And then, and she's, you know, she said that because of her, her stellar work in the suicide mission, the Alliance was like, Hey, go to Grissom. And like that, you know, it seems like that's done well for her. So. And she's not in prison. You know, you got to enjoy that. Also an improvement. Yeah. 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 The universe is going, going down, down the tubes, but at least Jack is making something of her life. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's awesome to see Jack again, and she's very useful. Um, I mean, and especially too, she's useful. The kids are useful. I mean, this is a, a nice mission because as you're running around fighting stuff, you've at least got usually got like one or two other like extra biotics in the arena, yeah, fighting on your behalf. So you know, the, I know there's like one, the one fight sequence towards the end. I think the kids are all up on like the the up on like a balcony or something, just shooting down. So you've got that kind of cover. So it's it it is nice. Um, 
And the kids themselves, too, one of the things, too, that they do nicely in this mission is that you find out a lot of Cerberus intel through the little data pads. Like, in particular, you find out, like, Cerberus knows exactly who's on the station, which makes sense because the Alliance has that data. Cerberus was able to get it. They know, So they know exactly who's on that station and who, what their capabilities are. So Cerberus already has, like, plans for, okay, we're going to get this guy. He's going to do this. We're going to get this girl. She's going to do that. We're going to get Jack, reintegrate her into the Subject Zero program and start reprogramming mm-hmm. her again. Um, so, it, you know, th- there's some nice, I think some nice storytelling in this as far as mm-hmm. setting up what the uh, what the facility is and what Cerberus is doing there. Um, yeah, and just some of how dark Cerberus is a lot of times, too. Just because like some of the things they say they want to do with these, ch- these kids, it's like, these are actual kids. It's kind of like... It's messed up, dude, yeah. It's fucked up. It really is. And then using their parents or saying, like, where'd this person go who's, like, now dead somewhere else? Like, oh, no, they're finally yeah. escaped. Yeah, no, it's grim. They're, we got them on a shuttle. It's grim. I mean, Cerberus really heel turns in this game. Yeah. It, it really, I mean, it, it makes it makes Mass Effect 2 all the more of an aberration. Yeah. Because, like, they were they were messed up in the first game, and then it's like, oh, no, they're back to being messed up here. And it's like, what were we doing in the second? Like, and it's like, I, like, and, you know, we talked a little bit about this with, like, Kai Lang, like, last week. is like, they clearly, they clearly just put, like, all their really bad stuff, like, don't let Shepard see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep it all away from the Normandy. We're not stopping any of it. Just, just you know, and, and. You know, and then like even the, I think there's one mission or whatever where they're like, oh no, or no, it's I think it's the uh, the uh, the archer, uh, the 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 AI, the rogue AI mission that turns out to Overlord. be Overlord Project Overlord. Thank yeah. you, Project Overlord. Like, even that, like they're like, oh no, like you know, we're not even really telling the elusive man what we're doing here. It's like no, the elusive man knew. Yeah, <laughs> he knew what was going on. You guys, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're trying to be like, oh, but like we're, you know, we were bad with Cerberus and we're now bad on our own. It's like no, Cerberus is bad. Yeah. Yeah, and you you get that for a lot of this a lot of this game. Like you find more and more stuff about Cerberus, and just find that Loose Man knew everything. He was just kind of like, "Hey, we're gonna put good people in front of Shepard. Like we're gonna bring nice people in front of Shepard. That way he won't he won't worry." Right. Or yeah, yeah. It's it's just wild because like Miranda and Jacob, who we'll talk about in a minute, like they're pretty much like good you know upstanding people like they they have rational moral compasses i feel like and and so it's so weird for them to be working for cerberus in in hindsight i don't know well i think it's an interesting like operational philosophy by the elusive man like okay like we want to recruit the best of the best yeah and the problem with that is that some of the best of the best have no morals and that's what makes them so best yeah and then there are other people that have very tough morals that make them what you know so good and so if we want to get the very moral people we have to hide the immoral people from them so it's almost like you need like two branches of Cerberus or maybe you even have like a third branch yeah where you can have like the, the the morally gray people and you know each one of them is like ahead of a dog weird Exactly. I'm still I'm still mad about that revelation. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. Uh, but uh, do we want to talk about well, the people on the stage? I think I think we we meet uh Kaylee Sand. Yeah, we can talk about Kaylee. Do you want to? I like yeah. Kaylee. Well, she's she's Anderson's friend. Oh oh yes, Anderson's friend. friend. Yeah. That's what we're calling some people now. Which, like, like, yeah, I there is a there is a real uh, spring uh, winter thing going on there. It feels like she does. I mean, is that is that just me? Like, I thought she was, you know, thirties, and Anderson is not that. Well, I didn't. You know, I really didn't pay too much attention to her age. And all, all honesty, I kind of missed the uh, more than a friendship. Thing. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I, I completely didn't pick up on that. Yeah, they, they have a relationship. They sure do. A deep relationship. There is a, some notes about their uh, relationship from, you know. Are, are we into Sanderson then? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Sanderson. I like that. Um, yeah, no, they're definitely, I don't even think you need to ship them. I, I think like it's absolutely a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's official. There is like a, sometimes a, like her stuff is kept over at Anderson's apartment. So. Oh yeah. Oh okay, yeah. You I'm, haven't, I was going to say you haven't played in Anderson's apartment. Yeah. yeah. You haven't played the Citadel DLC yet. So thanks for, yeah. So yeah. Thanks for spoiling. I'm going to find an extra toothbrush now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's I guess that's spoiler. There, there's more stuff that you can do right and find out right now. I just can't remember off the top of my head. That's what tra- trainer should walk out of Anderson's bathroom and be like, "Hey, he's got two toothbrushes. Can I take one?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's move on. Then. All right. <laughs> You sure you haven't played this part? Because that's a- <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. All right. That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, so, so Kaylee. See, the interesting thing about Kaylee is that, again, like, I know it was a book, but I really want there to be, like, Mass Effect Zero, like, you know, the, ep- you know, the, the, uh, David Anderson. Yeah. Like saga. Yeah. Of like, you know, yeah. him working with Saren. You've now established there's a, lo- a love interest there because, you know, she was involved in the whole thing when Saren betrayed him and, and uh, Anderson had to save her life. So it's like you've got a love interest there now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obviously fleshed all this out if there's a book. So I should just read the book and be done with it. Um, but there no, is. I want this as a game. I want to be Anderson making decisions and working, you know, working with Turians and, yeah. you know, te- te- to- technically there are four books. Wow, Anderson's got a whole saga of four books. I think I say this every time. <laughs> I There's like a lot, yeah. Revelations, yeah. Ascension, Retribution, and Deception. See, <laughs> are they, I want to know if there's audiobooks, and if so, does Keith David know? Uh, oh my God. You know, there actually might be. Let's find out. <laughs> I inject that into my veins. Okay, so Kaylee is 46 uh, at the time of this game. So, And I think Anderson is like, gotta be in his Whoa. 50s at least. Well, Keith David just turned 66, I think, yesterday. Wow. Uh, that would be June 4th, 2022. You got to get on that uh, Gargoyles reboot before. Yes. I mean, come on. Anyway, wow, we can't start. We cannot start. Don't let me start talking about Gargoyles. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, see, I feel like I feel like there's like a 15 ish, maybe 20 year age gap between these two. But I, I don't know. Oh, Let's see. Well, one, you figure oh, so 20 years ago, she, she, 20 years ago, then she would have been like 26. Anderson, let's let's put Anderson at a, a nice 40, we'll say. Maybe 39. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, holy crap. Anderson is 48 in the game. He was born in 2137. He's four, so he's only two years older than her. Yeah, he's only two years older than her. I It's 47, sorry. Or, yeah, 48. I What? Boy, he does. He's had a rough, rough one, huh? Well, he did get kicked by a specter a couple times, and uh, yeah, I guess stress so. situations. So you know the stress line. Wasn't Shepard only like thirty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shepard's young. I, I just like like looking at Anderson. That's a tough. That's a tough forty-eight, bud. Yeah, 
So you would no. you would think in the future that you know medical progress and everything. Uh, Shepard Shepard is Shepard is twenty eight. I'm the start of the game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, give me eight more years if I keep. Falling, yeah. yeah right. well. <laughs> what is it? Well, I mean that's the thing. What is it? Somebody posted uh, a picture because uh, what uh, Obi Wan just came out. They posted a picture of uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, like in the commercials for Obi Wan, and then they posted the picture of. Uh, Alec uh, Guinness oh, is yeah. Obi-Wan and they're like and they're like he goes from that to that in nine years yeah and it's like dude like you can go from that to that in like two years that's at this true point. that's <laughs> true you know and, and now you're saying I do think about it like whenever somebody remember how uh I mean really any president but but like mm-hmm. Uh, remember how Obama looked before he got elected? By the time oh, yeah. he was done he was like that job put like 30 years of age on that mm-hmm. dude in eight years oh yeah so fair enough, fair enough. Age I guess Anderson works very hard. So, well, especially too, if you're one of the few people that understand the Reaper threat <laughs> and are actively working to mitigate it, like that can be a bit of uh, you know, especially all the bureaucratic uh, you know walls that you're running into. That'll definitely increase your stress level. Yeah, yeah. And he did not. He did not like being counselor, so we may have done him a disservice. That is a good point. But yeah, Kaylee Sanders is awesome. That's a, that's the point. There. Yes. I wonder. Was Chakwas in, now, now I'm composing this whole like because Chakwas is old enough. She could have been around, and you know, she because even then, like you know, Shepard's like, hey, maybe we should. And she's like, no, I'm too old. But like you know, back in the day, like Anderson and her would have been in their prime at the same time. And now I'm just imagining Anderson, like, oh man, you know, yeah, you know, commanding the Normandy. He's got Kaylee on there. He's got Chakwas on there. You know, who's he gonna romance? Who knows? But like, obviously, he chose. You know, can't canonically he chose Kaylee, but maybe you you might be able to choose Chakwas now. Yeah, I yeah. All right. Um, we're getting way off <laughs> we are way into the weeds i'm sitting here looking at the mass effect wiki trying to find out how old everybody is this is not useful um so yeah grissom it, it i'm also doing the same yeah no it's not good I, so grissom academy um i this is a fun mission like there's the uh like big auditorium thing or whatever that you fight in yes uh that fight not this playthrough this playthrough i did my my standard uh uh, Vanguard, not Vanguard, whatever role I'm playing. Anyway, I just went went through and destroyed everything. Uh, maybe it's Vanguard. Uh, but I, other playthroughs, that arena has kicked my ass. The arena gets relatively rough on this yeah, one. It's one of the harder it, missions for some reason. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just there's like dudes everywhere. And if you get down in that bowl, you'll have guys like shooting at you from every direction and like cover doesn't work. Like you've got to stay up on the perimeters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when you get the mech, it's so sometimes it's kind of like, where's these enemies at? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, and then like you're, I feel like my squad mates like always die. Like they always are like, all right, herpaderp, time to go run in and get myself shot. And then it's just like me and like thirty Cerberus dudes duking it out. I stabbed a lot of Cerberus guys in this mission. Yeah, uh, which is good. It's fun. I, I mean, I appreciate that. I feel like this game has sort of uneven difficulty in places, but I like some of the harder stuff that isn't just kind of like face roll. It makes it, yeah. it makes stuff like a little more interesting at times. Mm-hmm. I do like, I just, I do like playing with the students, have the students help you out over here with all their bubbles and stuff. Bubble shields. I like these. Oh yeah. 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 It's well, fun. I, I know last time we talked about how you can get in the mechs. Yes. Th- this is where I realized that. Cause I think there's actually one mech you could just go up to and just get right in. There's one with a busted window. Yeah. But yeah, but that's a, that's a part that's part of it, and you don't get the achievement for that one. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was an achievement. 
There is an achievement, yeah. There's an achievement for for, for hijacked mech. That's why I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, there's an achievement. What's going on with this? Like, right. I already grabbed one. Why did they get me this achievement? And look it up like, oh, I could shoot the glass, kill them, and take their mechs? Oh, you guys didn't explain that very <laughs> yeah. well. I got mine in Sir Cash. Yeah. Yes. Which was very fun. The mech there is really brutal. This, this mission was kind of funny for me in that I got stuck. And the when you first the area you first meet Jack and the students and you have to they tell you you need to go and it's like go out and uh, take get, go take care all the doors are locked couldn't figure out all the doors are locked there yes. was a console I was supposed to touch but the the indicator where I was supposed to go was not yes. near there yeah I so I was look I've done this I don't know if it happened to me this playthrough but I definitely have had the same thing where yeah like right when you first get in and the game's like okay go over there and and you're like door open door won't open and the console for it is like off in some side like vestibule or some crap yeah yeah it doesn't even look like you're supposed to be able to interact with it but it's like oh mm-hmm. it's interactable oh because i'll lock the door you just said go yeah over there. yeah anyways that was, they might have told me something but i might have missed it from this thing but i don't remember i just feel like an idiot like like i know i beat this game before what am i forgetting what am i missing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hope you had a good save as far as, as far as being able to nope. go back, like, or were you able to get through the door eventually? Well, it was just because I had to hit a console, a save would help me. It oh, okay. Bug. I thought it was. I just, thought it was like you somehow got to a point you had to go back to like a prior save to get through. Nah, it's just bad guidance by no, the game. No, no, no. Like normally, the oh, game is okay. really good about you know you you tap the I don't know what the PC button is, but if you like click one of the thumbsticks, it'll like do the little thing that pops up like go here to you know guide you along. Yeah, I think it's V okay. on the PC. Um. But yeah, but this one kept indicating the right. door I'm supposed to go there, so I kept walking the door. And I'm like, all right, door is, is red. Yeah. It won't let me through. I had to go push a button at bu- another area that was not yeah. indicated. Which I know, problem, I shouldn't just rely on the game to indicate things and show me things. But when it's got me in the habit right. of that, it just showing me, it makes me lazy <laughs> at times. Well, that's why this is a school. It's meant to teach you to be better than you are. Okay, sure. Right. I'll take it. That's funny. <laughs> A few of the other characters that we meet here, um, we referenced them earlier, but Gavin Archer, no, David Archer, David Archer is yes. here. Yes. Yeah. Gavin's the asshole. David's, David's the cool, the cool well, guy. The, yeah. So yeah, he was the guy in Project Overlord who was basically Project Overlord itself, the the guy in the machine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah. when- If you say, if you yeah. saved him and everything else, you well, know- Yeah, well, if you here. save him, like Shepard, you know, Shepard even says to his brother, he's like, what are you going to do with him? I was like, I'm sending him to Grissom Academy. They, yep. they, they'll take care of him there. And lo and behold, here he is. Because you find there's a like a kid who's like, you know, in a bubble, like surrounded by Cerberus troops or whatever. And then like you come and you clear out the troops. And then you find like, you know, in the bubble with her was also David. And he's just sitting there and he's he's been counting the number of days that he got to live because Shepard freed him. Yeah. Which is like, that's kind of touching, but also it is. Uh, It's a nice scene. Well, I mean, that's like his whole shtick, right? Is he's very mathematically oriented or whatever. Yes. um, Yeah. And he's doing a lot better than we last saw. Well, yeah, it helps when you don't have like giant tubes stuck up your nose. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. He's not like bleeding from his eyes. Oh, God. That is such a like, ever the first time I saw something like that, which I think, uh, was in Clockwork Orange in that scene, right? Where they uh, make him watch all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, still just, cre- it's one of the creepiest things. I don't like eye stuff just generally. Mm, mm. Just No, well, no. Uh, 
So I guess I guess you're not a big fan of the Dead Space. Uh, no, I am not. Man, that game. Oh <laughs> man, that game f with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't do not care for that. Ugh. Another EA game. Yeah, actually, yeah. came out around the same time too. It's funny. It did actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gavin. Or, no, yeah, David's here. Yeah, happy to and, not be with Gavin. Yeah, and I I do like that. It, if he's there, he'll unlock an extra door for you. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's an armory. There's lots of guns in there. And then there's like there's two like two guns. guns. In pack. Yeah. <laughs> so like, the guy the guy who's gonna math, he's like, you can't well, count more than two? Like what? <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of guns I can see in the room, but only two that right. we can grab. And the one like I don't remember them being that great of weapons either. I don't think I even like I could use this. I got better weapons already. Well, one of them was a ma- the mat. I'm Thanks. I'm a big fan of the Matic. And that was one of them. Was oh, the is that where the Matic is? Yeah. Okay. That is a good the, gun. That is a Okay, yeah. the Matic is good. I think I already either already had it or I had something else I was mm. enjoying more. I think the Matic is supposed to be one of the better guns to use. Matic is quite good. There's what is there's like three. the spike thrower thing that I like. Uh, oh, is, for it, is it like the harpoon gun or something? Or, no, it's maybe it's a harpoon it's a sp- gun. It, or, yeah, it's like a spike thrower, and it like yeah, it's like a shotgun. Like, it's right? a shotgun that shoots like spike balls. Uh, that's quite I'll have to good. Check it out. Yeah. I, I give that to Tally to shoot. It's pretty funny, it's yeah. Very entertaining. I gave her the Geth shotgun because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so, so Gavin is there? No, David. We keep saying Gavin. Yeah, I know. Same. Yeah, I keep. I keep yeah. Uh, well, uh, is it because David has a normal name, or Gavin doesn't? Kind of, like, yeah, a Gavin's bit. a little more notable of a name. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like the governor of California is feeling is pretty hurt right now. <laughs> Well, you know, frankly, given his uh, involvement well, with uh, the Activision Blizzard stuff, he can feel hurt right now. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. No offense to all your Gavins out there. It's just not the, a usual name for me, as David is a right. very common name. Yes. But, uh, yes. But, uh, yeah, but then there's also, uh, we uh, there's a kid named Pragley who uh, is an ensign, or, uh, you know, that's one of Jack's students that mm-hmm. is on Cerberus's radar. Um, you know, you get to talk to him for a little bit. Um, but there's this one moment that you find as you're going through where you're up in like a control room with some of the kids kind of like hiding and you've got a moment to kind of gather everybody together and you're, you're working. And so two of the kids, it's a guy and a girl that are standing there and they're having this conversation that you can listen to as you're running around the room doing other stuff. And at first the guy seems like he's concerned about her. He's like, Oh, Hey, how are you, how are you doing with your head? And then because I guess she hurt her head. And then he gets very dismissive to her. She's like, oh, just drink your juice. You'll be fine. Whatever. Like, And then she she starts talking about her biotic abilities. And he starts making fun of her. And she's like, yeah, but at least I didn't fail math. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so like now they're bickering. Like, okay, so, okay. They, they, I guess they're antagonistic towards each other. And then he starts talking about how he wants to go hook up with some Asari on Ilium. And in particular, he mentions the Hotel Azure. Which, if you recall, that was the the place where we chased the uh, rogue specter uh, during right. the uh, Shadow Broker mission. Yes, where like there, yeah, and the, and they described body parts that a, that the Liara would not go yes. into about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's talking about basically you know hooking up with like you know Asari and and whatnot. He's gonna get himself a prostitute. Let's just call Pretty it what much. it is. Pretty much. 
And and so then this girl is like, you know, she's like, I don't know that I need to go to space to look for something when I can find something a lot closer. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then he realizes, and like, as he's talking, he cl- realizes that she's like hitting on him kind of. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and he's like, why don't you wear that green dress that you wore at this other party? And she's like, I can make that happen. And I'm just like, what are you two doing? <laughs> like, it's, it's a very like, weird time for them to be having this little revelation. I mean, it's kind of cute. Like, it's a cute vignette, but it is, it is just like, what? Well. It, it's just like there's no chemistry between the two of them. Like they're they're bickering with each other. Then you know, like he's being very dismissive towards her. Like I I, I got I had no sense. I mean, that like Nick, it's, like it's, they were into each other. It's, I, I'm well, I'll put on my old man man well, hat here. It's teenagers. <sighs> you know, it's actually those teenagers. It's all yeah. I mean, that yeah. captures teenage dating pretty well. I feel like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I, I well, I, you know, I, under, I guess I understand him a little bit because he's like, yeah, I don't care about you until she's like, basically, like points out, like, no, I'm, more, I'm way into you, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll pay attention to you now. Yeah, like I get that part. I get his side of the dialogue. As far as her side, though, it's like if he's not into you, like, go find somebody else. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me talking to Shepard, who has like tons of romantic options at any yeah. given moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be fair with Shepard, whereas they're 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 teenagers. They're in a high school. It's all people they see. Sometimes I think that's the, the best option. I remember a lot of people like that in my high school who they'd go after people who were, so, who were oh, yeah. totally not into oh, yeah. them. And eventually they'd, they'd hook up because the guy, the guy was like, hey, I just want to get laid. I don't give a fuck. And they're like, man, that was a bad idea. Oh, afterwards. yeah. It's like, yeah, could have seen that coming. This is very realistic and very, uh, like, it's weird conversations. Yeah, um, I, I, guess, I guess I won't say that they don't, but it's just I, I just want I just wanted to step in as Shepard and just be like, just the two of you, just stop, yeah. just stop what you're doing right here. None of this is a good idea, you know. Or maybe maybe I need to you know pull Jack aside later and just be like, hey, what, whoever those two kids were, you know, stop that, <laughs> get involved, make make it stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in, get in. Yeah. Uh, insert yourself into this conversation, and yeah, yeah, or not. Sometimes you got to learn a lesson. Yeah, but you've been- that's true. That's true. A little bit, a little bit. It's just, I think I did not fully do this conversation because I remember that first part of someone's like, "How's your head?" And I think yeah. I just left. Missed. If you just left it, that sounds like a, a nice conversation. That's one of those. Try just keep going. You don't want to know how this ends. There's another ensign Rodriguez who I think this is around the same point starts questioning. Well, what? Because Cerberus is blasting like propaganda over the radios. Like if you guys just surrender and walk over, everything will be fine. You know, it's your teachers who are harmful to you. We're actually the good guys. And so Rodriguez actually at a moment says like, what if Cerberus isn't lying and we should just kind of surrender and walk over to them. And then of course, Jack immediately jumps down her throat. Like, mm-hmm. well, like what are you talking about? They tortured me. You need to stop. <laughs> Cerberus is always the villain here. And of course, Jack is completely right in this case. But that's a fun little moment. Yeah, it's also kind of funny. Like, hey, there are the good guys. Well, they came with guns and are shooting everybody. Are you sure about this? Hmm. One thing I want to note here, and I don't know if this comes back later or not, but uh, you do find out that the students are being recruited and abducted under the Phantom Initiative. I don't know if that's anything that comes back with Cerberus, but uh, yes, okay. yes, it is. That is yeah. that is an enemy cool. type. Oh, okay. That's you know those annoying like little ninja jerks oh. that like stealth in and and like get into your cover and like ruin your whole shit. It's those are the phantoms and they suck. Oh, so they're so they're recruiting the students to become fan. Okay, yeah. so basically, like if any, any students that we don't save on this mission could show up in a, in a later mission, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Phantom Mission is literally the enemy type that they just, when you shoot him, it says Phantom. Ah. Yeah, so I'm trying to think, is there anything else really notable here? I don't think so. It's a cool little mission, you know. Yeah. You do get to check in with Anderson at the end, and you do you uh, you do find out that David Archer is helping with the Crucible, um, and then of course you also get to tell Anderson that Kaylee made it out, which I get. I gotta go look at that again and like yeah. and see like where like where did I miss that he you know like oh like I, I saved your your I saved your girlfriend there, buddy. I, I think he tries to play it cool. Oh, um, <laughs> you know he's he's he, Anderson can't admit that like oh no, yeah, you know. he's he's trying to be like strictly business. Oh, one one other uh, notable point is uh, this mission. If you do not do it before the Cerberus coup, it you cannot do it. Oh yeah, it is. It is one of those like weird stealthy timed missions that the timer. It's not you know, it's not like oh, you, it's not like the bomb one. But uh, yeah, gotta do this before oh. the coup. Or you you cannot oh. do it. Oh, I didn't realize that. One thing also, what did you guys decide that ch- the kids should do? Uh, support. Like, did you choose? Yes. Yeah, you chose support because otherwise, well, what happens? What happens the other way? Nothing good for the kids. Ooh. Oh well, yeah. That the front line support is um, no. they don't make it. Uh. If you if you send if you send them to to work on the front lines and be actual batteries that they were supposed to be, they will die. And Jack will be very she will be very oh, upset. Wow. And there's actually, uh, depending on how you finish your game, uh, there's like a vignette with a uh, you know other crew members at the end of the game. Spoiler, sorry, uh, but um, you can see a picture of Jack like at the great like at this mass grave site, which is I think pretty obviously supposed to be the kids that you killed. Yeah, it's bad. It's rough. Wow. Yeah. 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 But hey, if you could have been support, fine. they they that well, doesn't well, happen. Yeah, okay. And you get to keep your war assets. So yeah. Wow, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. And if you could tell Jack, Jack really wanted them to actually be support. Did not want them to be on the front lines as good as they are. They're like they're still kids. They yeah. need a lot more trained to yeah. be just. Yeah. Well, on on that note, let's uh, let's move to another mission. Uh, this one uh, being that. Uh, Shepard picks up some uh, some chatter that there are some Cerberus scientists trying to get away from Cerberus, and so it's the Gallic Science Lab uh, on the planet Gallic in the array the uh, the array system in the Minos wasteland. And you head there, you, you know, you come in on your shuttle, and uh, well, let's 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 hear what happens on this mission. Shepard heads to the snowy planet Gallic, where a Cerberus Science Lab has been located. They arrive to find Cerberus troops fighting the scientists. One of the scientists is shot, and none other than Jacob rushes out to get her to safety, but he gets shot too. Shepard's shuttle provides enough distraction for Jacob and the scientists to get to cover. Shepard fights through to Jacob, only to find all the other scientists outside were killed. Dr. Bryn Cole radios from inside, and she opens the doors to let Shepard and Jacob into the facility. Shepard learns that the scientists realized that their co-workers were disappearing once their research was done, and they concluded the elusive man was having them killed. Although the work was compartmentalized, scientists were starting to piece together what the project was, and determined it was bad. Shepard encounters Gavin Archer, who is concerned about his brother David, from Project Overlord. Jacob confirms he and Bren are in a relationship. Jacob wants to join Shepard in the fight, Shepard has to convince Jacob he is too injured to continue at the moment. 
Shepard and team head outside and fight their way to the cannons when he manually turn them on. Once the guns are activated, the scientists' shuttles can begin departing the base. Cerberus troops breach the base, but Jacob and Shepard manage to board a shuttle and flee by the skin of their teeth. Jacob and the scientists are recruited to join the Crucible Project. So Jacob's back! Yeah, sort of. Well, I mean, he's around. Yeah. <laughs> Not, uh, yeah, he didn't follow up on that Kasumi thread. Um, he... Well, no, he's, he's, he's got his own girlfriend now that he's much more upfront about than, than Anderson is, apparently. Yeah, for real. Oh, this is, this is another, I, when we were talking about this in, in like show pre-pro, I want to dunk on Jacob, which I'm going to do a lot of. I, I, I feel like I defended Jacob a good bit, uh, in Mass Effect 2, but man, he's like, he sucks in this game. He basically is like, first of all, if you dated Jacob, uh, in Mass Effect 2, for whatever reason, because you, you have a Kasumi thing too, uh, he, this is the first you learn of him, like, moving on and, and Ooh. having a girlfriend. And he's just, like, super cold about it. Like, it sucks. Wow. And, uh, and then, I mean, the other thing that just really annoys me about it is he just kind of, like, he's just, he just like abdicates all like responsibilities. Like, well, I'm I've got you know got a girl, and I don't care about anything else. So, bye. Like, he doesn't help the alliance. He doesn't. I don't know. He just. It's like, but high stakes stuff happening. Be useful. Like, I feel like most everybody else like moves on, does something. They help in their own ways, right? Yeah, like, except for Thane, who dies, but he dies stopping the coup, helping to yeah, stop yeah. the coup attempt, like stopping an assassination. And he was sick. Yeah, he was dying of a critical illness. So that was fine. Him not doing more, right? With, yeah, but Jacob literally like, Kasumi does stuff. I mean, he, he doesn't even go to the Crucible when you finish this mission. He just like no, he he just. He, <clears throat> he does. Does he go to the Crucible? Okay. I think for me, he does. No, did he take, okay, so he does he, take them to the Crucible. He does right. go to the Crucible as a security guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, bud, get on the front lines. Like, what do you... I don't know. I, I just... He he does... His turn in this is just really frustrating because it's like, man, you... Well, I think the problem with Jacob is his father. Mm. And... In that, I think he is. I mean, like that's the thing. Like, clearly, he was affected by his dad. Like, we didn't really pick up on that until he's like, "Oh, the, the Hugo Gernsback." Which, side note, my wife was listening to a podcast um, about the actual Hugo Gernsback person. Maybe, yeah, how much and, of trash they are. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm listening. To that and I'm like giggling the whole time. She's like, "Why are you giggling?" I'm like, "I, I, I can't really tell you." <laughs> it's, yeah, it'd be too long of a story. Yeah, it's and it's messed up. But I can't help but you know, like laugh at the Hugo <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um no but uh like I th you know he he's one of those people where he had abandonment issues with his father and so he's trying to make up for that by building a family now mm -hmm. and he's doing that at the expense of everything else that you know, it's it, it, in a way it kind of like Jack, where Jack had ex Jack had extreme abandonment, or like Jack had extreme protective issues that she was exposed and traumatized, and then right. she turns around and she's trying to protect these kids and make sure like they don't go through through the same thing. Like Jacob's kind of got the same thing, except it's for, you know from his relationship to his father to himself, and now from him to you know his family that he wants to make sure he's around for his family and he's there for them, and yeah, it. it yeah, in the middle of a giant crisis like this, like, dude, we need you on the front line. It's like, no, I got to take care of my family. And you're just like, but you 
the Reapers, if the Reapers take over, right. your family's yeah. screwed. But so, I mean, I kind of get where he's coming from. It's just not the best timing. It, he but- he also like after the suicide mission, he just like pisses off and goes and hangs out on the beach for a while. I mean, I do the like, same thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I kind like I kind of get it, but I'm also like I I don't know. It just I wasn't sorry to see the back of Jacob by the end of this mission. He. Well, again, you know what the thing is, though? It's like his problem is that he, you, you know, you take him to the, again, the Hugo Guards back and mm-hmm. he meets his dad. He has to deal with all that. And then he can't deal with all that yeah. because Shepard's like, OK, like, like really at that point is when he should have gone and hung out on a beach and kind of like thought about everything. But he's like, no, we're in the middle of fighting the collectors and we got to go through the relay. And, yeah. and I may not come back from there. So unfortunately, like, you know, he doesn't get the chance to really process all that until afterwards. Um that is interesting though about the relationship. I didn't even yeah, thought of it. <laughs> yeah. No, he uh it's it's bad. It's rough. Yeah, I, I watched some video about why Jacob is the worst Mass Effect character or squad mate or whatever. And so I'm relaying kind of a lot yeah, of that. It makes uh, it makes, but, makes him a little bit worse than Caden. Yeah. I think I like Caden a little more than Jacob. I was gonna say, I think he, yeah, he might actually <laughs> be falling below Caden on the on, he, on the chart now. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I probably would still take Jacob hey, over hey, Caden, hey. but it's definitely say, not Jacob has never made me a steak. Caden made me a steak. Caden's my bro. <laughs> I'll have to, that must be a spoiler <laughs> that's funny was like was it a good stage? i mean i can't there's no there's way for me to personally taste it but it looked like a good one so when i met my wife um we went we met through an online website and we went to a, a date at a starbucks um it's actually about 12 years ago like next week uh that we did this but uh we ended it you know, at the end of it, she was like, oh, I got to go home. My brother is grilling up a steak. And I was like, I don't know if you're just saying that as a line or you legitimately need to go home because your brother's grilling up a steak. But that's a very good line because I believe that your brother's grilling up a steak and you need to go eat a steak. That's so, so. funny. <laughs> I was like, I'll accept that as a reason to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I also find it amusing that I met my wife 11 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we had we had Cody's. <laughs> nice um so yeah jacob jacob sucks sort of uh his his fiance is she like his fiance or uh wife uh, i don't think they're married yet but i feel like they might be engaged i think I, I think i think after i think they're currently dating i think they become engaged after this mission okay okay yeah uh well, she's all right yeah Real quickly to jump ahead here, oh, yeah. we'll, I mean, we'll come back and talk about the rest of the mission, but uh, you do find Jacob on uh, the Citadel in, uh, in the hospital at one point. That's right. And he does tell you that uh, Bryn is pregnant. Yeah. And, it, you know, he, he says he's going to be a better father than his was, which I re- <laughs> my response to that is, well, that's a low bar. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's a very yeah. low bar. Also, time will tell. That's true. But uh, yeah, but he does say that uh, uh, after the events of this, that uh, Bryn wants to name the baby after Shepard. And Jacob's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to talk her out of that. <laughs> that. I thought that was really dickish. I'm like, ouch, really? My Shepard's name's not that bad to be named after. No, I think, Jake, you know, I think it's just that Jacob has a different relationship with Shepard. Whereas I think for Bryn, I mean, she only knows Shepard as the guy that came in and, got, you know, saved everybody getting out of the out of the science facility and, you know, was just like a hero. Whereas, you know, Shepard was there with Jacob through the, the, the lows of, you know, 
the Hugo Gurns back. And also, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, presumably they spill some drinks on the Citadel at some point. So, yeah. you know, he might be like, yeah, you know, you're, I, I know you better than she does. And, you know, we don't, you know, I mean, that might be a little bit too close to, you know, as far as naming your kid to be like, yeah, we'll name your kid after you. Like, I yeah, I, I, I can see why he'd be like, yeah, because the other thing too, Shepard might, fe- you know, that can be an awkward thing if somebody's like, hey, I'm going to name my kid after you. You're like, uh, you know, I, if, I, if, I, you, I, you know, I guess I'm the only one to be flattered. I'd be like, okay, cool. I would be confused, mostly. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I would probably be flattered, but also like, really? Yeah. All right. Sort of the strangest character in the game who wants to name uh, name their kids after Shepard. It's true. Yes. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Conrad. We'll get to him. Okay. We'll get to him. Don't do not worry. Okay. We will get to oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah. We post. We have post considered all to do. Uh, but yeah, I don't like. Yeah, that's right. Because you run into Jacob in the hospital, and he's basically like. He feels like to me. He feels like Loki, like trying to say that he does not like you, and I, I don't understand why. Like, I don't. Yeah, it's a very antagonistic relationship. Times they're just very. He's yeah. very odd. He's that. Maybe he's that one friend who just thinks that he's better than Shepard. That might be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, you're, and he doesn't want to be outright insulting. He's like, yeah, I'm just better than you. I don't really, you know. Oh yeah, we'll hang out next Saturday. Oh no, I'm busy. Maybe the Saturday after that. Sorry, I've got to watch paint dry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, always hanging out with Caden, huh? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, you have this line in the notes where where you talk to him, and you know he says to you, and I remember this. He's like, "Your family is in Normandy. We are not the same." And he says it in this way that is like really condescending a little bit. I may have written it that way because, like, of the meme, like you know, like uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, the meme where it's like you, you know, you call your family the Normandy. Me, I call my family my family. Like, we are not the same. That meme, like, that's the way I phrase it in the notes because that's what I was thinking. That's, ba- I don't that's basically how, exactly how he said it. He says so that, but yeah, but that's basically how he says it, though. I remember this interaction with him where he's basically just like, dude or lady, whatever. He's just like, nah, like I don't. We're not vibing together, like. Go away, pretty much. And it's like, damn, dude. Okay. Well, it it makes sense, though, because, like, what are Shepard's priorities through the game here? Shepard's priorities are to save the universe, you know, while also doing some side missions, which yeah. pretty much all revolve around saving the universe. Um, and I guess collect as many minerals as you can or whatever, although sure. not really so much in Mass Effect 3. Um, but and then also to, like, you know, like, hook up with somebody in his immediate orbit or several somebody's you know you know you know i guess you know while you're saving the universe you have the option is you know how much of a horn dog do you want to be yeah it's so like those are your priorities there none of them involve you know like you know having a family well a proper family they do how you how you do some of your relationships they do sometimes involve i'm gonna assume Shepard uses protection There's a reason why you can change your armor in his bedroom. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I wonder how that. I wonder how like a sorry contraception works. This is a weird. Okay, that is a weird discussion. I I, I want. I'm going to think about this and come back. Um, I say the art you actually got it covered. Oh jeez. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Like I, I think like Jacob is relatable in in this sense. Like he's. His, the scope of his life does not match with Shepard's and he's like fully on board for it. But I, it also like makes me not like him like as a like I dis well, I, you know, what I, I, I don't Jake, know if I'm explaining this well. Jake, Jake, if you look at Shep, Shepard is like an employer. Yeah. And Jacob is an employee. 
that, you know, like, especially, you know, you know, when you, you first get out of college and you get your job, you work hard at your job. You don't really have much going on outside. I mean, you have a social life, but you know, oh, hey, we need somebody to come in on Saturday and work, you know, like 20 hours over the weekend. Well, you know, you know, probably you live in an apartment, not a house or you, you know, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you don't, you don't have as many responsibilities because you're in your early twenties. So yeah, you can come in and do that. You're that guy. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, Hey, you know, so, you know, if Shepard's like, Hey, you know, we need somebody to come in on Saturday and go on a suicide mission. Yeah. The guy in his twenties is going to be like, all right, I can do that. I got nothing else going on. Jacob's the guy in his thirties now where he's got a wife and a small kid and he's calling out like once every two weeks because the kid's got an ear infection that you're like, okay, okay. Like, you know, you, you've clearly got other stuff going on. Like, Oh, you've got to leave by five 30. Cause you got to pick the kid up from daycare. Right. Okay. You know? So, yeah. You know, so as, as the employer, you're going to be a little bit like down on that guy because it's like, he's not, you know, he's not as active and involved as the other guy. And uh, you know, but it's just, it's, he's just at a different place in his life. It just sucks for him that he's at that place in the middle of the Reaper invasion. Cause that, that's not really when you want to be there. Yeah. I just, yeah. I kind of wish I had that problem in my thing, and actually, it's the opposite. People who are more who are more free, the young ones aren't. The older ones are more available and more willing to work hard. But you know, that's just, yeah. Yeah. but I and I feel like you know this isn't a clerk situation, right? Like it's not you know come run the store on your what was supposed to be your day off. Like you're trying to save the galaxy. Like you, everybody's going to die if you don't contribute here. And Jacob's just like, nah. No, not my speed anymore. Like, but, but come on. But sadly, that is very, very rela- rela- realistic. It is. It is. Mm, I yeah. just don't like it. Like, it's it's absolutely realistic and relatable. Oh, He's. Yeah. This is why I'm going to take Jacob over Caden as a character is because, like, at least we have stuff to talk about with him. <laughs> like, he, he makes, he has an interesting backstory and he makes, you know, interesting decisions. I don't care for them, but I get, you know. Yeah. But. Now, after after Nick's discussion, it also is Caden cannot get a date where where uh, Jacob does not seem to have a problem getting new. Very true. Picking yeah. up women. Oh no, Caden's yeah. definitely like watching rewatching an anime series for the fourth time on Saturday night while he scrolls Reddit <laughs> on his phone. Like, I'm sorry to some. I feel like I've unintentionally <laughs> called somebody out, but like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel called out. And I'm laughing at that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have a wife and kids. You can do that. Like, that's different. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh though. no, but yeah, but when, when <laughs> I, I you know when I was first playing Mass Effect, you know, ten, mm. you know, fifteen years ago, I may have been playing that, you know, and and well, not scrolling Reddit on my phone because I don't think I had like a smartphone at the time. But um, yeah, that you know, it, oh it, yeah, what, what's the Oh, what's the Futurama quote? It's it's Saturday night. I got a a, what, a full Shasta yep. or whatever. Uh, my all yeah. rush mixtape. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. I I was I was a uh, I was couch surfing while playing this game. So oh wow! I got to take my Xbox to, to different houses and play the Mass Effect in different places. That was interesting. That's cool. Um, that'd be cool if like every time you went to a different house is when you did like a different mission on a different planet. So it felt like you were in a different environment every time. <laughs> yeah. That did happen, actually. That's, <laughs> That's wild. Um, yeah, and and I'm I'm speaking to this from experience, by the way. Like I've spent many a lonely Saturday night watching anime and browsing Reddit, <laughs> uh, or or the rough equivalent. So uh, no shade intended there, but it's definitely Caden's lot in life for sure. Anyway, where yeah, come to think of it, like Caden's always hanging out in the one, like the one bay. Like he doesn't actually have like a. He's in Samara's old room, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Which isn't really a, 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 room, a proper room. Oh. So. Uh, I usually find Caden in the mess hall just hanging out with the crew. It looks like he has nowhere else to be and wants to be around people. Hmm. I don't pay attention to where Ashley is in this game. I feel like the, the Mass Effect 3 really wrote off the Vermeer survivor pretty hard after the first half of the game. Like, post-coup attempt, like, it, they, they're they just kind of there. They barely talk to you. I don't know. Um, it's it's interesting. I feel like they kind of remember them on the Citadel DLC and like, oh, shit, you're still Yeah, here. right, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, you've actually been, like, a long-serving crew member. Nobody cares about you and... <laughs> You're not a Turian. You're not an Astari. Like but, you're not a Quarian. Uh, yeah. Have Have we also? Uh, I bet we should we probably just talk about this. How once again, Cerberus is being evil for evil's sake. Apparently, in this, yeah. Like, these people are leaving. They're quitting Cerberus because well, their other. I, this is. I mean, this is strategic on Cerberus's part, right? Because the, these the scientists left Cerberus because they figured out what Cerberus was doing. I don't, do they ever say exactly what no. it is? Okay. No, they're, they're just like, Oh, this is terrible. We need to quit. It's bad. Like, yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's one quit. of those. Like, are you, are, are you thinking they're doing what I think they're doing? And then it's like, yeah. It's like, okay, let's get out of here. And they it's, never tell you what well, no, it well, is that they're doing. Although I, I assume it's the, them making like weird quasi reaper tech infused troops or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not this that like they, Cerberus was literally killing off people after they finished their part of the mission. Yeah. Right. That's the, right. Thing, which is which is what tipped off which is what tipped off the scientists and stuff was going like That's right. Why do people keep disappearing and I cannot then they like wait a minute. I mean, if I complete this, I'm gonna well, die. Operational security for Cerberus, yeah. right? I it, yeah. not that they're not evil, they're absolutely are. Uh but I, I think this you know, it, I feel like this is more than evil for the sake of being evil. This is like yeah, it's OPSEC. Well, I mean, if it fits with Cerberus's sort of MO, because we know that they always had like various cells that mm -hmm. were all independent and didn't know what else the other ones were doing. And so at a high enough level, you can start to coordinate those cells and be like, okay, well, you're working, you know, you're working on this part of the project. You're working on this part, almost like an assembly line. Right. And that, you know, you just need to start, you know, have the higher up view to understand how it all fits together. And it seems like they all kind of, these scientists all kind of individually started to realize like, oh, hey, like. Oh, that's what you're working on? Because I'm working on this. And then they start to piece it together and they're like, yeah, this is not good. This is not good at all. So apparently some of the research involved like an implant implant based delivery system. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's there's various things here that uh, yeah, there's various things here that don't don't look good. And it, it's, it, you know, it's good to at least get some kind of confirmation, even if it's not spelled out directly that like, yeah, Cerberus is definitely up to no good. I mean, we I, we knew that before, but. Still, to be like, oh, no, like, scientists approve of taking out Cerberus. Okay. I trust the scientists. Yeah. Did, did you guys also enjoy that this was just a, this was also just a recreation of Hoth from Star Wars? It kind of oh. is, yeah. It kind of is. It's an ice planet. There's an evil force of, of, of things blockading the planet now. They're using a giant gun yeah. to shoot them down while their transports are evacuating. Okay. And there's actually several lines in here that's coming back. It's like, the transport's away. They made it through. <laughs> Huh. You know, every time I watch uh, Empire, I always sort of forget. I mean, I don't forget about Hoth, but I always kind of forget that they like evacuate. And I don't know why. It just. I know why I would forget. Mm. Took me like it took me like ten years, maybe twelve years before I actually had a copy of the movie that had that scene in it. Oh no! It's kind of because uh, important. My scene. first, my first Star Wars were, were uh, bootlegs that my dad made me. So ah. uh, like taped off and cable or whatever. Yep, and the and the scene that started about is where uh, it starts with Han and Leia kissing each other. Oh, 
And that's where my, my Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, all right, how'd they get to this part? I don't know. Wow. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's Novaria, right? Isn't it where you go for this mission? Or no? I th- no, this I is, uh, what, what did we say earlier? It was the uh, in, uh, Gellix. Oh, okay. The planet. Yeah. So okay. it does feel like Novaria. There, no, there's there's another- a different Novaria mission. It's an N7. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one, that one, that one. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. But that one, that one, I felt like it was a be- was yeah. a poor representation of Novaria because Novaria yeah. is such a strong planet from the first game, and then it, it's just like, oh, here's a mission set in snow. We'll say it's Novaria. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this one, that's that was not Novaria. I don't care what they say. <laughs> Fair, but uh, this mission was interesting though, just because I like the turrets. I like giving them give me a turret, and I can just blast through all the enemies. It's a little too satisfying. Like no matter what they bring out, it just like you hold the trigger down, and they just it just evaporates. You mentioned Kura getting stuck uh, in Grissom. I actually got stuck on this mission mm. where oh, did you? Uh, there's the one part where like the service troops are dropping off the ship while you're up on the roof trying to activate the radio or whatever, or the cannons. The the, the tower, the cannons. Yeah. 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 And somehow like they stopped dropping off the ship for me. And like, I just, I couldn't do anything. Like I was oh. just running around. There was nobody to kill. Oh, jeez. And I couldn't activate. The, yeah. I had to, so that's why I was asking earlier. Like I, I had to go back to a save point to to restart. So like I was able well, to at least weird. restart the mission itself. Yeah. It was a yeah. weird bug. Like, uh, I don't know why there. Also, this mission has phantoms so that you get to fight your phantoms from Grissom in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, speaking of another tie in to the Grissom uh, mission, uh, David's brother, Gavin, who we kept accidentally calling him. He is actually here. Gavin Archer is here. We can actually talk, call him Gavin without having to correct ourselves. Yes. Um, yes, David. I mean, Gavin. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so apparently he quit Cerberus in the wake of Project Overlord, which, okay, I guess, you know, good job coming around on that, even if it's a little bit late. A little late, late and a dollar short, but I don't know. But, but, well, you know, you, you can't do, you, you can't, if he's going to do the right thing, at least he finally did the right thing, even if it's, you know, yeah, it's not great, but. You know, so he burned his research and he fled here with the other refugees. Uh, and Cerberus has orders to shoot him on sight because they're not happy about him. Well, it, it gets better because he literally, they, uh, he didn't just burn his research. He burned it because uh, the loose man came back to him and said, All right, it's uh, David's gone. We need another individual who's like David. You yes. find another guy and restart Project Overlord. And Gavin's like, No. And I'm like, Really, Gavin? You were okay doing it, your brother. But if it's somebody else, no, no, I can't do that. Well, you know, but the thing too there is like, obviously like, you know, and I guess it helps when Shepard puts a gun in your face, you have a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that you realize like, oh, you know, this was bad and I shouldn't do that. And so at least, you know, at least he stood up to the elusive man. Yeah. He's, he's now persona non grata at Cer- Cerberus. And the nice thing was that you as Shepard basically have the option to just tell them to go fuck off. Like, you yeah. know, like you're, you're, you're a piece of shit and, uh, you know, go you know, if if you happen to not be on the shuttle when we need to flee here, um, I'm not coming back for you. <laughs> if you when you meet him, uh, if you don't tell him that you took care of David like you saved him, he kills himself. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which is why I always do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I will say like having Shepard just, you know, like just dress him down. That, I, that to me was satisfying that. uh you know, I didn't. Uh, wow, he he just offs himself. That's rough because he. Do, yeah. I think he is actually a war asset. He is a war asset. If he, he is, if yeah. He, wow. So if you did like, I always tell him like, yeah, David's David's doing great. I grab him. 
We had a Sam from Grissom, but he's fine. Yeah, no, he's he's I I I'll burn those five points. It's okay. <laughs> I don't hate as uh, much damage did. I don't hate him. So it's like I I do try to save him. That's fair. That's fair. I just I mean I just think he sucks, uh, and I really enjoy this interaction with him, like being able to really like tell the dude off in whatever fashion. Like even if you you know don't even if you tell him David's okay, you basically are like, and I m- the world will be much better if I never see you again. Now, now I just imagine Caden like following Shepard around, going to like Jacob, like, "Hey, can you can you join the crew on the Normandy so I'm not the crappy one anymore?" And then like he goes up to like like uh, Gavin, like, "Hey, can you join the crew on the Normandy so I'm not the crappy one anymore?" Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was a surprising comeback. I had a feeling like we'd run into David at Grissom when we went to Grissom, like that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not expect to see Gavin Archer again. It's it's kind of it's, I'm glad they put it in. It, it feels a little eh, not forced exactly. It's a little it's a little weird though. Like uh, it's just kind of an odd place to bump into him. But they, I'm, I am glad they did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is a server scientist. He is an ex server scientist. So yeah. Guess, yeah. They're like, yeah, hey, ex server scientist, put him in that mission. Oh, the voice actor for uh, Gavin is also Han Garrel, uh, the Quarian, one of the Quarian admirals. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, yeah, makes sense. I, I think I hear that now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you had the if you had the effect for for Corey, it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Going back to Jacob before we finish up here, um, one of the notes I have here is that he was he mentions how he was confused how he missed the elusive man turning evil. Oh yeah, I was kind of like really, and I'm like that's you know maybe he should stay with his family. Maybe you don't want him on the front line. Yeah, <laughs> he is not a good judge of character. No, seemingly not. Yeah. Well, I wish him all the happiness or whatever. <laughs> yep. You know, Kasumi made a good decision by not hooking up with Jacob. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what this says about Bryn. Yeah. It's. I mean, she seemed nice enough. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. No, I'm going to be giving Jacob the side eye every time. Just like, what? What is going on with you? You're not. Maybe we aren't going to spill some drinks on the Citadel. Or maybe we will, as uh, Bo, as we talk about Jacob's kid. Oh yeah, I could see for some reason I could see Jacob just coming out with those, like, those, those little wallets of photos, like look at them growing. <laughs> oh yeah, well the thing though is he's not he, he's not a dad yet. Yeah, <laughs> he's putting way too much into the idea of him being a dad. Um, yeah, like being a dad is different than thinking about being a dad. But it is. It is. But yeah, he's, I don't know, I, I mean, like I said, I think, like, he winds up in a place that's logical, given his arc, you know, given the, the, the issue with his dad, and then this is, you know, kind of what he winds up investing himself in, but uh, it's just, yeah, he's just not on the same page as Shepard here, and that's clear. Yeah. Oh, also, we should probably mention that this base is not just have, has just scientists on there, there are also kids somewhere around here. Yes. You don't see them, but there are kids on this base. There's just, I think there's just no models for children in the Mass Effect universe. Like, I, or except in the for the, games, except except for the, the one. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why, but sure. You never see any kids on Grissom either. Like, they're all teenagers. You never see any, like, you know, mm. preteens or whatever. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense, I guess, because it's like you need to be a certain age before they'll send you out there, maybe, but. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. What, they don't have Grissom preschool? Hmm. <laughs> Well, that seems to be the problem is that's why they have the kids here is because a lot of the scientists brought their families. And so, yeah, yeah they do have they, they do have like daycare there. And, yeah. Yeah, it does seem like 
if you want to raise a family, like putting aside the fact that you're on the hunt from a, a rogue governmental organization that's heavily armed, like, you know, you get to do your research. You're kind of, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. You've got your family there. You've got, they have like a nice little support network. It seems like yeah. overall, not a bad place to work, except for the fact that you may have to just pick up and flee at a moment's notice one day. Cause they, you know, the bad guys show up, but you know, when you also put the perspective that the Reapers are coming and the galaxies are being attacked by giant robots, you know, you're probably like, yeah, hey, it's going to be the same anywhere I go. Might as well stick with this one. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's also why they choose to go to the Crucible, because, you know, that's probably the safest place in the galaxy. See, that would be fun if, like, the next Mass Effect is, like, 10 years later and, like, or maybe maybe 15 even. And now you've got, like, Jacob, like, firmly in middle age with, like, two kids that he's been raising and he's just completely like disillusioned with life <laughs> yeah like you know i thought i love my family and this is a lot harder having a family than i thought it would be <laughs> and, and you know i i just keep looking at the looking at the escape hatch on our ship <laughs> he's going maybe my dad was onto something maybe i need to do my own gerber's hundred <sighs> jeez yeah jacob jacob has like there's like a dark jacob out there in in one of the you know yeah. Some variation of this. Kind of wish you hadn't said it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> evil Jacob. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with a goatee. Yeah. A uh, twirly mustache. <laughs> Alternate Jacob. Um, God, that would look really funny. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts? Or I think we're good on this. We're good. I think we're good. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll pick up next time. There's a few more uh chance encounters with crewmates we may have out in the galaxy that is so wide and wondrous. We will uh possibly run into them next time. Yeah. I look forward to the times we can talk about their exploits and some of the DLCs. Ah uh, yes. Yes. So thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the Nash Net the Nash Network, the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also YouTube at YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WD. It's the word double Y-E-W-D-E-E. -E -E. Uh, and here on the Mash Network on Wondrous Tales, where we talk about Final Fantasy XIV. Kura, how about you? Follow me on Twitter at Kurabaris, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-S. Or on Twitch.tv slash Kurabara. Or you find me occasionally talking about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy, and you can follow us on Twitter at Dropping Spicy. Nick, what cool things are you doing? I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord, and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know what you think about Jack and Jacob. Uh, at uh, squad goals at mash.gg and if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out please share it and rate it if you can and visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support mash those buttons and all our great podcasts including our patreon where you can support this show by joining squad goals membership at $1.25 per episode or $5 a month or you can also provide general support for only $2 a month and you can check out our humble bundle affiliate link where you can get codes for steam epic game store you play and more or check out our paypal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support and stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. And you know, Jacob, you're not getting a Father's Day card.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 